hey, hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. You know what it is. Happy Friday or whatever day you're listening. This is Don't Quote Me On That. My name is Maria. if you are a new listener, and each week I dive in solo or with good company to unpack topics in society and culture. It's everything from lifestyle and well-being to TikTok trends to navigating your whole entire 20s decade and seriously so much more. This episode is about professionalism in the workplace. What are the expectations? Do we agree with them? And are they shifting? Yes, I said we. I've got a special guest this week, so let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm here with this week's guest, Grant Dunn. We actually went to high school together. Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to come in early. Yes, what's up? I'm excited. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah, so Grant, I don't know if you just like kind of want to tell, you know, a little bit of background on you, you know, what you do, what you like, what you're working on. The bio, yes. The so, bio. Grant, as you heard it from her, that's my name. Um, just graduated from Texas State, kinesiology, uh, applying to PT schools, so that's 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 the goal right now. Um, I'm a personal trainer as well at the moment, um, and yeah, just just grind it out. I forget that yeah. you're a personal trainer. Actually, I am. I am. Wow, he's certified. Yeah, certified. certified. Hit him up. <laughs> Get yourself right. Okay. Um, so now I think it's time for For the Record. That's a segment that we do every week here on the podcast, and it's just kind of like a little icebreaker, usually related to the topic, as you guys know, is professionalism in the workplace. So for this For the Record, I thought it would be fun to describe our ideal workplaces in like less than five sentences. I was Oof. originally going to do less than five words, or like five Oof. words or less. Like just like five words, I, but I kind of like that. You like that? Yeah, it's a little, little simpler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you want to start. Well, now I have to like. <laughs> yeah, now I have to uh, just switch up what I was saying. Okay, so my ideal workplace, I would say authenticity, freedom. Class two. You're about what forty percent there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, not gonna think of some other ones. Well, I'm gonna hop in here. Here are a few of mine. Um. Autonomy, that's, you know, like freedom, basically having the autonomy to do what you want to do to get the job done. Um, so I like freedom a lot. Um, fun, like I don't I don't like people to be too, you know, uptight all the time. You got to have some fun. Um, those are my two. So okay, okay, gonna... I have another one. So <laughs> I would say open, and that kind of goes with like freedom, but what I mean with open is like, I would want people to like come in and it's kind of be like a free environment for like ideas, mm-hmm. for dialogue. And also another one would be collaboration. That's a big one for me. Okay. Um, I really thrive in collaborative environments. So I like when I can ask somebody's opinion of something or they will ask me and we can kind of learn from each other. Yeah, I definitely like that. That was what, four, four or five? Yeah, no. four. So I got okay. one more. Um, yeah, I definitely like like teamwork. I like working with people. I'm very independent i like doing my thing but i like working with like-minded people who um you know want to get the job done so i like teamwork um i'm gonna use the word colorful and there's two meanings behind it one is um kind of going along the, the the fun you know adjective like just people being from different backgrounds different perspectives you know i, I thrive on that i don't want to be in the room with five people who look the exact same um and then i mean to the next side of that too is you know 
yeah colorful literally having people from multiple backgrounds you know like i think i think that's uh the best way to go when it comes to you know solving any problem in a workplace so yeah okay to close it off i'm gonna close it with something very similar i'm just gonna say diversity because i just think it's better to have different perspectives around and I've seen it work better that yeah. way rather than having like a one kind of track mind and everybody's just like this is how we've always done it right this is how we're gonna do it um kind of always also goes back to like being collaborative so yeah. the reason why I use colorful is because I'm seeing this little colorful flower petal he's over inspired here. <laughs> that's literally why I, I use colorful yeah so um what that I have four you want me to get you want me to give one more yeah do one more oh uh, some inspiration here. Um enthusiasm. I'm not sure if you use that. Did you use that? No, answer? I didn't. I yeah, like that one though. Yeah, just having good energy. I don't I don't thrive off of people who are negative all the time. I mean I'm very practical, very realistic, but I don't wanna be around people who don't have enthusiasm behind what we're doing, you know. Like you gotta you gotta like Where's the energy? Doing. Pipe up. You got you gotta <laughs> pipe it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, good. That was good. Okay, so now hopping into kind of like the agenda, we're going to first talk about general professional conduct, what we kind of think of it as far as like professionalism in the workplace. So I don't know if you want to ask this first question, it's your question or yeah. I can ask it. Yeah, I got you. I'll ask you. The question is, do you feel like you have to go above and beyond in a professional setting? So an example would be in an interview or the way you communicate with people within the workplace you're in. Um, do you feel like you have to, whether it's because of the way you look or the way you um, carry yourself, do you feel like you have to go above and beyond? Yes. Uh, I definitely, when I saw that you wrote this question, it was just like an automatic no-brainer, yes. Mm-hmm. Partially because of my upbringing, I was actually kind of like taught um, that I was always, like me just coming from my background, mm-hmm. always going to have to work like X amount of times harder to even be like perceived as on the same level mm-hmm. with some of like my other students or peers or whatever. So I think that also fed into like me and how my personality developed um, to always just like want to be essentially an overachiever mm-hmm. and just always just like be my best at least. And I think that can be something that carries like into like with me my entire life. So you say your background and upbringing, I'm assuming you mean um, by the idea that you are a minority. Like, I'm assuming that's what you're referring to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, So yeah, to answer the question, I mean, I definitely agree. Um, One thing about me is uh, I'm I'm black and white, but I definitely have been told I have more white physical characteristics. And so the reason why I say that is because there's times where... I feel like I don't necessarily have to go above and beyond, you know, although I do look quote unquote different than the white European, you know, that this country is built off of, um, you know, I definitely do look different enough to where it's like, okay, like you probably need to go above and beyond. You probably probably need to bring in three copies of your resume to the interview, you know what I'm saying? Like things like that. Whereas if I maybe didn't look like this, like maybe I'd be okay if I didn't do that. So another thing that's slightly unrelated but also related to this topic mm-hmm. unprof- not really to professionalism but also just like submitting your resume and like mm-hmm. having companies look at your stuff is i never realized until like maybe a couple years ago that like your name could even be something that like if it's Ooh. more european or i feel like people look at my name and they're like maria like they don't know how to say it and so they're like 
no toss that resume to the side even though i have a great resume <laughs> yeah no i definitely agree with that my mom always talked about that's why my name is so simple and to the point grand. you know what i'm saying <laughs> like so that no nobody no company can say oh like how do you say your name right or, oh like he must be without looking at me oh he must be uh he must be black you know <laughs> like you know what i'm saying it's just like so i definitely agree with that and it's um you know the kind of digress a little bit. I think about that when naming my children, you know, even though I want them to have unique names, at the same time, I don't want them to be going through an interview process and they're like, how do you say your name? Like, I don't want them to be going through that. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that's hard. Like, how do you balance, like, making a name an asset, not like a, something that's going to be a distractor or something right, that, right. like, raise an eyebrow, you know? Because right. that's, unfortunately, the society that we live in, so... I mean, so do you think that it will evolve past that, you know, over the next 10, 15, 20 years as America hopefully does become more diverse? Like, do you think that will be as much of a problem? No, I think, well, I think there will always be like senior executives that have been in the business for like a long time and maybe have come from, but I think as they age out and as like the millennials will become the executives, I think generally like the mindset is shifting to a more obviously inclusive mm-hmm. effort yeah to I not do that to people <laughs> I, no, I, I definitely agree i do definitely agree yeah would you say that professionalism has ever made you consider working for yourself as opposed to working for others um absolutely um 23 years old I told myself by the time I'm 33, like, I don't want to be working. I don't want to work for anyone. I want to have my own company or my own gym or clinic. Um, I don't, it's not that I don't do well listening to people. It's just, I always have another way of doing things and I want to do them my way and also on my time. Um, you know, and that's not, um, that's not me saying I'm lazy by any means. It's more just, I see a vision for something being done and I want to do it this way. Yeah. Um, and so in a professional setting, a lot of times you're being told what to do, you're given orders, and a lot of times they don't even give you the autonomy to do it the way you want to do it. It's like, you need to do it like this. Yeah. And so I don't thrive on that yeah. at all. Um, so yeah, definitely. I mean, not yet. Unfortunately, you got to kind of work and get experience, you know, in a professional or more professional setting before you can just say, oh, I'm just gonna just do it. You know, you yeah. got to unfortunately make some money so you can live. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that's, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, there's a lot of different things I could say about this. I will say that I've talked a lot about this on my podcast, and I feel like if you're a listener every week, then you kind of catch the vibe that I am not the hugest fan of like a traditional nine to five. I know that me sitting in a cubicle all day is like not it for me. I have way too much creative energy for that, and I know there's creative jobs, but I really enjoy being like on my feet, doing something hands on, talking to people. Like, I don't know, I just don't want to be restricted. And I like I mentioned earlier how my ideal workplace is something that is like freedom, freedom in my job, but also freedom in like outside of my job. Like I want to live a very holistic life, like Mm -hmm. a balanced life, as balanced as it can be. so I feel like the way to do that is like not a nine to five because I've seen people in my life who have had to endure the consequences of having to focus on work so, so, so much so that it takes away from other aspects of their life and their well-being. And that's something that I'm really passionate about. So I don't want to find myself in the same place or I don't want to find myself restricted or feeling like I'm limited in what I can do because of my job. Mm-hmm. Do you think people 
work in more professional jobs or um, you know in corporate America if you will because they know it's more stable and they don't really want to take the risk of you know creating something or take the risk of making less money but doing something that they love you think that's why people do it absolutely yeah and I think we're also at a point in which like with TikTok you see all of these people like whether you're a micro influencer you have a small business or you start this like fortune 500 company they all like all of their stories are unique but all of them had to take risks in order to do that or like yeah. take a different path and I think more and more people are seeing that and that's why we see the markets becoming more saturated um, for those types of things rather than just going to a nine-to-five mm -hmm. because for the longest time like the 40-hour work week was like it that's what you did and that's what like you're just supposed to do right. get go to college get the nine-to-five be stable have a family whatever but there's so many other ways to live your life um, and I think people are becoming exposed to that on like a very I don't know expanded level like an untouched level nah I, I agree you, you said saturated markets one is one that I'm essentially involved in and that's you know fitness and health and you know anyone listening I'm sure you know what I'm talking about everybody on social media can work out and uh, post the workouts and say I work out and I train you know and it's like that's dope you know I'm an advocate for you know being healthy and everything but although it's not you know we're talking about professionalism and obviously we have similar views on it and we're you know we'd rather not be in a very professional setting you know that being said even though um, you know using social media to you know promote a business or promote a service that you're providing you do still have to be professional about it. you have to have your certifications you need to you know conduct yourself in a way that's okay you know what you're talking about as opposed to just oh yeah like I work out now you know oh yeah like, I can sell you a workout plan like it's got to be more professional than that so Kind of yeah. on the flip side of what our vibe is, you know, you still do got to be professional in whatever you're doing. Yeah, and in the same way, I feel like a lot of people use social media, and I see a lot of TikToks and just content about, like, I'm a social media manager, and I'm like, I have a master's of science in marketing, and I don't know. I yeah. still, like, I have this kind of complex with myself if I'm, like, if I could actually, like, have a business or mm -hmm. you know like I just feel like I would need experience the nine-to-five experience honestly right, to like right. then feel like I could spread my wings right. but I see these people and I'm like do you have a background in this or is this just like what from your experience because it is one thing to add value you can add value by giving tips of things that's worked for you mm -hmm. but it's another thing to charge people money and pass yourself off as like a legitimate business Definitely. when you don't necessarily have the credentials or the experience to back it up and that's, you know, you're exactly right. And that's, that's something that really irks me <laughs> with social media in particular, whether, I mean, that's really probably the main industry, kind of health and fitness. I guess there's like, you know, like beauty um, products and services that, you know, are pretty big on social media as well. But yeah, just conducting yourself in a professional way, no matter what you're doing. I think yeah. that's, that's important. And um, kind of going in another direction, do you think, what do you think here in 10 or 15 years, you know the work uh, the workforce will look like you know do you think most people are not going to be working nine to fives or and if that's the case like how is that going to play a role in our society and and you know economically because we do need people who can crunch numbers all day we do need people who you know um, can work a nine to five you know and not just be creators but I feel like everybody has that gene in them to want to create I mean I'm not sure if you're familiar with people who you know, they'll work in, in finance for 10 years, and then when they're 30, they're like, yeah, I was burnt out, so I started a business. You know? <laughs> so 
I'm digressing, but I mean, what what are your thoughts on like what things will look like? I mean, that's 15, very thought provoking, yeah. and obviously, I, I can't like predict the future, but I think perhaps I see a lot of, and this really intrigues me too, like having several streams of income. Mm. So I think if people can figure out ways to do that, like individually in their own life, people do it. They work full time and have their side hustles, quote yeah. unquote. So I think we'll see more of that, like people um, combining several different streams of income, which like I said, is very intriguing to me. I think that's where I would like to kind of end up. Definitely where I, I like to end up. I'm kind of there now, to be honest. I mean, just with my side business, the personal training and then working at this PT clinic now, I mean, obviously to a much smaller scale right now, but um, I definitely think that's the way to go, you know, to have, you know, your full-time job with benefits, hopefully, and then on the side have your side hustle or your small business and grow that and then grow to the point where you can be your boss you don't have to work your nine to five anymore and you can you know define what professional is to you you know um, within your business so I yeah. think that's the way to go too I love that yeah so kind of moving forward in our general professional conduct can you we've talked a lot about like ideally I feel like mm-hmm. in terms of that can you like describe a time or recall a time where you felt like your authentic self was like altered because you just for some reason felt like it wasn't going to be deemed acceptable or like professional or up to code mm-hmm. with what people were expecting of you in the workplace um let me see yeah there was a time actually pretty recently um it was when i braided my hair and i had an interview at this pt clinic it's not the one i'm at and um it was a great interview you know i'm not you know being cocky or anything it was just it was a good interview it, it the the flow was good like there, you know it was just a good interview but I didn't get the job and you know I, I asked them why I didn't get the job and in my head I was just self-conscious the whole time because I'm like my hair is braided I, I obviously look I'm, I'm not I'm not just white you know I'm sorry to say you know it's very blunt <laughs> but it's just like it is what it is and so yeah people I feel like definitely they could have looked at that and like hmm like and also, I have, like, a small tattoo, you know what I'm saying? Like, my ears are pierced. I mean, the earrings are out, but you can you can see, you know, the holes. And, like, I definitely think about that stuff, um, especially in that situation, you know, because I'm like, the interview was really good. I mean, like, I, I have a degree. Like, I'm definitely, you know, a great candidate. But... Yeah, that, that, that's really the, the only situation I can think of, at least that's most recent. Yeah, I definitely have a story about hair, but I know we're going to talk about that in literally like probably like two minutes. So <laughs> I'm going to save it because I have another story mm-hmm. about... Um, I've noticed, and I do something very subconsciously, if I am in conversation with like a new professional contact or a professional just staff member at the place that I work or places that I have worked... I've noticed that if I know they're more like Texas, Southern, you know, yeah. vibes, like you, you can just catch the right, vibe. Right. Like, you know, you have to know your audience. Right. And I'm pretty good listening to my intuition with that. I've noticed that I will have like a Southern, like twang in my voice, like a mm-hmm. Southern accent that I don't normally talk with comes out. And I will catch myself like after I've just said something and I'm like, wow, I really don't talk like that. Yeah. Why am I talking like that right now? And literally me altering the sound of my voice just to seem more relatable or yeah. just to seem more approachable or whatever, just to seem like a friend and not a foe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or someone to be taken seriously because I sound more like them, you know? Right. Um, assimilating yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> to the environment, which 
is sometimes a requirement in the in the workplace but i feel like altering yourself and how it's one thing to alter like your vernacular and just i guess the words that you're speaking with speaking speaking in a professional tone mm -hmm. but the sound of your voice i really i was just like wow kind of blown away when i noticed that yeah that's um that's funny because I, I definitely do the same thing not necessarily with the like the southern draw it, it would maybe be more just like my tonality if i can tell somebody is you know has like not a higher voice but just like a more uppity tone like yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna match that you energy. have to match you know, it like, yes yeah. and I, that's like with anything in life though even like yeah. in social settings it's yeah. like yeah. it's like matching somebody's you know mannerism like that's all about making them feel more comfortable and it's unfortunate that sometimes you feel like you have to do that in a professional setting to make them like you a little more um and sometimes it feels fake sometimes i don't know like i used to i used to really be, be big on being fake like i was like i don't like that <laughs> oh okay. yeah i like, know like i don't like i kinda, thought you like, meant like i used to really love being fake. no 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 not not at all uh nah i mean just like i used to hate having to like you know get on my knees basically for somebody to make them <laughs> like me I, i'm sorry yeah. so, but uh no. <laughs> you know like, i i don't i don't like that and i mean i still don't like that but i've understood that that's just our society and you kind of have to do a little bit of that yeah and you know you can still make it authentic to you you know even in a professional setting you, you can make it authentic to you i mean maybe not taking the southern draw and you know like but you know just you know altering yourself just a little bit you know to fit in a little more in that environment like everybody has their phone voice whenever you pick oh. up the phone and you're like hi yes i'm calling to schedule this yeah. appointment and it's like i don't yeah. know like that and yeah. it's almost like you want everybody to clear the room before you have to make yeah. a call so that they don't Bruh. like it's like embarrassing Bruh, i feel the same way i have to go to, to another room yes. if i'm making a call i'm like i, I don't want anyone around yeah they're gonna know y'all need being to fake. yeah <laughs> i'm being fake i have to do this so yeah. it is so. And it's it's exhausting though. Like, do you ever feel like you're just e exhausted having to? I mean, I'm not sure with your job now, like how much of yourself you can be. But just in like past jobs, do you ever feel like the end of the day is here and you're like, well, wow, I'm just drained from not being myself essentially. Yeah. So I'm really thankful that I've had very good experiences in the past um, with my internal teams, mm -hmm. um, like the people that I work closest with feeling like I could be myself or at least getting to a point where I felt like I could be myself. Mm -hmm. I think in general, like when somebody first meets me, I'm a little bit different than how I actually am. Mm -hmm. um, but that I think is just like a product of warming up to the environment. Oh yeah. Um, but there have been times where I've worked with people who are in my department, but externally, like mm -hmm. not the closest people that I work with, where if I'm like on a day of meetings um, and it's kind of like back to back to back, I always have to be on and doing that Southern draw or yeah, like yeah. matching people's energy, matching people's tone so that to like calm everything, smooth everything out. Um, and that is exhausting for sure. Yeah. Like after you're done with all those meetings or that whole day, you just come home and you're drained and you just don't want to do it anymore. Don't want to put yeah. on a front. Don't no. want to be fake. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can definitely relate in many different situations. And one thing I try and do a little tip for the, the listeners. One wow. thing you can try and yes, yes. One tip. Uh, one thing that I try and do is I try and look at it like acting and almost like, like not like a job, but almost just like a playful thing I'm doing. It's almost, I try and make it fun. I try and like, oh, I'm just acting today. I'm going to act and around these people and it's just, you know, I'm going to try and make the most of it and, and make it as fun as possible and not, and not think too deep about it. Because sometimes, at least for me, especially if I'm in environments that I'm not comfortable in with the people or feeling like I have to change myself, I try to just... 
I try to just have fun with it and not think too deep about it. That's interesting yeah. because we're talking about, I guess we're talking about in the workplace, but if we were to talk about school too, mm-hmm. when I did presentations in like my program throughout this past year, I would always think of my presentations because we had to be like memorized mm-hmm. like we have no index card yeah. ready for us so i would always think of it as like a scene like okay. acting i was like oh I'm, this like is a that. performance i'm a character i'm supposed to deliver this information this way i like that so that's interesting like that you that. That. yeah i'm on that wave thank you yeah for sure so now bouncing back to more of like a physical appearance and expectations in that regard, we can go back to the hair topic okay. that I was talking about. Do you have anything that you want to start with? Um, I just had my hair braided, and you know, during my interview, that was really the only time where I felt like, okay, they may be kind of looking at me a little different here. Um, but other than that, my hair is always pretty, like, I mean, even though it was put normal. together then, it's yeah, quote unquote normal, normal, uh, normal in America. Uh, but yeah, my hair, I, I've never really had. Like too much of a problem yeah but i'm assuming you've hair is huge for me mm-hmm. it's always been a very defining identifying factor like as long as i can remember mm-hmm. um and so in the workplace like i've literally scheduled interviews around me not having my hair curly mm-hmm. because you just never know how people are and like it's not that i think my hair looks bad or anything it's just you never know how people are going to perceive that right and so if there's a way that I can just get past that, get past that like first sort of barrier to entry, then I'm gonna do it. And so I've always like tried to have my hair styled in a way that makes me look more Euro. So it'd be like straight or curled rather than in its like natural curly state. Probably I would say up until about two-ish years ago, I would not go to my like job or even like really school with my hair curly Mm -hmm. just because i mean it's a whole big thing for me um just with like comparison and like growing up but yeah in terms of like more back to professionalism again you just never know how it's going to be perceived and another thing is like if you have different hair it's going to attract attention and whether people are complimenting you on it or just like being like wow like never seen your hair like that it's something that is like kind of a distractor even if it's like not a bad thing Um, and that's another thing to kind of think about whenever I'm like going into work or if I have an interview, Mm -hmm. um, it can be something good, but it can also be something bad or negative, I guess. Yeah, I definitely, hmm, I don't know. I feel like people become more accepting of different hair types. I feel like, I mean, but to your point though, even if it is a positive reaction, it is a distraction, especially in a professional environment. But I think at the end of the day, as long as you're you're professional, you carry yourself um, in a manner of, hey, I'm here to get my stuff done. Like, I'm not like, like cool, thank you for the compliment, whatever <laughs> it is, you know. But as long as you're carrying yourself um, in a way that you're not distracting you as a person isn't distracting to anyone else, I mean, I feel like that's really just on them, you know, yeah. looking at your hair, for example, as a distraction. So Yeah, I mean, I'll also just say, too, like, taking myself out of it thinking about like i know sometimes males like males with like really long hair yeah sometimes like that'll be an issue or just like really just like how you look like as a representation of a company can matter a lot um and i don't love it like i don't love the idea of like somebody having to get a haircut just to get a job 
<laughs> no, like I'm. That made me think of something. Like with with my beard, I, I have a beard, and you can't see me, but I do have a beard. And like, there's literally times I go on and I Google, can this industry like, can you have a beard in this industry, or can you have oh. a beard at this shop? Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like, you know, that's just like a part of like my look right now. You know, like I don't want to have to like shave that. You know, to have a job somewhere. You know, so I definitely. Definitely agree with um, with that. Yeah. I don't, so I don't let people like show up with whatever hair they have, like they want. You know. Yeah. Also, with the hair dying, I'm never, I'm never like mad about somebody having blue hair at the cashier. Like I don't care at all. But sometimes people get like, I don't know if this happens often, but I know people have like gotten in trouble for coloring their hair like an unnatural color yeah. and even in school too. That's not necessarily yeah, the, the that. workplace, but it used to be in our dress code that we couldn't have like pink hair if you wanted yeah. to or unnatural unnatural colored hair yeah that's definitely a good point i um yeah even in school like I yeah see people get in trouble for that it's just I don't, it goes back to just just hair like hair textures the same type of thing it's just i think people want their their company look to look a certain way and if you deviate from that they're going to tell you to do something about it or just not yeah. hire you so, yeah and that's i don't i don't mess with that at all i don't like that right for sure what about piercings yeah, piercings. I got I my ears pierced, and if I if I go to work, like I take them out. Um, if I at an interview, I take them out. If I'm in an environment where I feel like it's not professional enough, I take them out, and it's a little um, exhausting. Not like the physical taking them out, but just like emotionally and mentally, it's like it's really not that big of a deal. Like they're not yeah. in the way. I mean, being in a if I was if I was a doctor doing surgery absolutely 100% you know just you know from the standpoint of sanitation like cool but if you know if that's not a problem like I don't see the problem of you know having them in any any type of piercing and whether it's a nose ears you know your mouth whatever it is you know like do you yeah I mean I have my nose pierced and I used to have my eyebrow pierced for like a year really? a year and a half mm -hmm. when um I did it in 2017 and i took it out probably in like 2019 that sounds painful i have a scar that you probably really can't painful. really see it no it was so like painless honestly oh. it was so like i couldn't do that easy peasy <laughs> the nose hurt more but yeah i mean i feel like i agree with you like mm -hmm. it's not something to and maybe that's just more of a generational thing too maybe that's something that'll shift um as you know, different generations kind of move out of the workplace mm -hmm. and i think all in all like inclusivity and like how you look is going to matter less and it's more about what you can do and like mm -hmm. what you bring to the workplace rather than like how you show up at the workplace yeah. if that makes sense yeah um but yeah i know this is like kind of a very similar thing to tattoos too i don't have any tattoos but i know that's been an issue in the past too yeah like I'll, I'll speak on like i do have one tattoo um on my wrist and I put it there in in this very specific spot so that I could wear a watch to cover it. And, you know, it's the same type of thing. It's like, I literally make sure I wear a watch if I go into work or I, you know, in any type of, you know, professional environment, I put on a watch to make sure it's covered. I don't know how that's going to be perceived, you know, especially it being in Arabic too. I mean, people aren't like, oh God, like, you know, who, who is this this guy, you know? And it's just, Raising eyebrows yeah, up yet yeah. again. Yeah, yet again, you know? <laughs> the beard, the, the hair, hair, the, the, hair, the, the piercings. piercings, geez, you know? Um, but, you know, definitely same type of thing with the hair and the piercings. It's like, I definitely think about how that may be perceived. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, it's. I, I definitely think it's gonna. It's shifting though. I definitely think it's shifting. Like here, 10, 15, 20 years, it's not gonna be as big of a deal, especially if you do your job well. I mean, that's what I'm I, I, I think that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Um. You know, not that we're complaining at all, but you know, as at the end of the day, it's like it comes down to you doing your job well. You yeah. Know, if you do it good, you, you know, you can kind of do what you want. Like honestly. this tattoo on my wrist isn't affecting not my ability affecting to do anyone. my job at all i think it's mo- i think it's more just kind of getting into the door so after like an interview like getting the job or whatever right. i think that's more of like the concern because once you're there it's like okay i'm gonna show y'all what what i'm about you know right so. yeah absolutely it's hard to keep that act up oh time. yeah oh that, yeah back to being able to be authentic in the worst in the workplace <laughs> you know it's all it's very full circle everybody it's very intertwined <laughs> so as far as like personality goes we've talked about this like a little bit Kind of like the difficulty of balancing how much of yourself to bring to the workplace. Like how much of like, this is what I'm about, do you bring to the workplace? And kind of like, how do you identify or how have you like gone about identifying what parts of you like aren't necessarily appropriate for the workplace? Or have you had that thought process at all? You're asking me. This is um, a loaded question. It's very loaded. Uh, I mean, personality wise... I think I kind of touched on it. I, I don't. I don't love using these phrases like "acting white" and "acting black," oh. but it is a real thing. Um, unfortunately, it it is. Um, I feel like I have to be quote unquote more white in a professional setting. Be more. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to. I mean, you might tell me out here with adjectives to use. I don't want to. Well, this goes back to. And hopefully this doesn't piss anybody off, but like the white European ideals yeah. being the standard yeah. in the workplace. So you feel like you have to play that side of you up right. more in right. order to... It, exactly. I mean, I guess an example would be having similar experiences as people who are white. I think that that's a good example. So I mean, me being half white, I do have, especially being raised by most of my white side of my family, like I do have a lot of experiences being white and therefore I can relate to people for example, at, you know, bigger companies who are older white men and I can, you know, potentially relate with them on whatever topic it might be. Um, and that's me, quote unquote, acting more white. It's not that I'm yeah. acting, but it's just, you know, that's not the full, that's not my full self. I am half black as well and I can definitely uh, flip the switch and, um, you know, not talk about things that we would be talking about, um, you know, that more white people might, you know, be yeah. involved in. Um and so I, I don't know like for me it's it's uh, I try and bring like both sides of myself or my full self to any type of type of professional environment um, I'm very like I'm very anal and I, I like to get my work done but at the same time I like to have fun and I want to enjoy where I'm at and so just trying to like mix those those two uh, sides of my personality that's kind of what I try to do at least there, 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 there's a lot there. There's a lot there. So you yeah, can, I'm like trying can, to pick what part that I want to start with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can pick apart this answer. No. Take the time. Yeah. <clears throat> well, for me, not being white, but being half like Hispanic and mm-hmm. half black, it's like similar, but it's different because I don't have the white to play off of, but I know what it looks like and yeah. I can do it. Yeah. So again, it like goes back to like acting and. Mm-hmm. It's just a challenge. It's kind of like, fun sometimes, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, sometimes. And then, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will agree. I will agree. Because then when, the, when, you, when it's like, 
all good, then you're like, ah, like I'm getting it, like I'm doing it. Like you're kind of scamming a little them. bit. I yes, yes, and then boozling them. <laughs> but it's also interesting because sometimes I won't be able to relate to like things that my supervisors are doing or have done or have had happen to them in mm-hmm. the past because I'm like, I don't really, like I've had a completely different experience. Yeah. Like eh, the smile slowly fades on my face. Yeah. Like it's just not it for me. So it's like, navigating out of that situation then getting back to where we're like on the same page again right it's like hard i think a tip with that though another tip tip, tip number two um (laughs) but i think a way you know if you do struggle with kind of relating with supervisors who you're like i don't know what you're talking about or i can't really relate is just to ask questions like just like ask questions in a conversation that you're having and just try to find something that they that they're that they answer to that you can you know work off of as, as opposed to just going like, yeah, uh-huh, you know, like actually asking questions and just trying to be engaged. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah, common ground is definitely like, you got to have that in oh, order absolutely. to like build um, and to just have like a good relationship with whoever you're working with. Absolutely. Especially if you're trying to be professional. So, <laughs> um, But also there have been times where, yeah, I feel like I can't, like I'm very, I'm a very giggly person. Mm-hmm. I'm very like kind of animated. I talk a lot with my giggly. hands. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I can't like let those parts of my personality like slip because if I giggle too much or something it seems like I'm not taking things seriously but like it's really fun I just like find humor in a lot of things do you do you feel like um do you feel like whether you're giving a presentation or explaining something to somebody that you aren't as concise as what you could be because you are a little more animated yeah I mean yeah Mm-hmm. I like the word that you use, concise, because mm-hmm. I like the idea of being concise, but I also think like a part of my personality is that I tend to be more thorough in my explanations. Mm-hmm. I also think it can be a distractor, but also like a good part of my personality to bring. You know what I mean? It's definitely it's definitely a positive for sure. I mean, being detailed. Um, I guess I just bring up the word concise because from my experience in professional settings, they want. Let's say you're presenting something to you know a supervisor. They just want. The facts they want you to be concise with the information they don't want you to go off topic at all they don't really care about the details honestly they just want the facts so they can make a decision on what they need to do you know yeah and so that's why I, I, I brought that up because I feel like people who are more animated tend to have a harder time being <laughs> in professional environments because they have so much to bring ultimately they have so much just detail they want to just bring but they maybe can't always like bring it into like one concise five slide PowerPoint or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I get what you're saying. Um, anything else on personality? Um, I mean, I feel like for me, the older I've gotten, the more comfortable I've become bringing my whole self in a professional environment. Um, but I mean, like I said earlier, there are things I have to hold back. I mean, I do cuss. I do. Ooh, like I am, yeah. I am very, yeah. um, that's another big thing. I, I am, I, I like to joke around. I am actually very inappropriate, and uh, not in like a bad way, but just like I like to just joke around. You yeah. Know? So you have to kind of like you know. But then again, I was. I'm gonna kind of digress <laughs> here. I, I was I, I was at my my job on um, last week, and the things they were talking about. I was like, y'all are talking about this here. Uh, it, it was my it, yeah. Like, people are like, there's patience here. No, but I'm like, it's my second day, so I'm kind of getting the vibe and everything, and you know, they're, they're all great. But I'm like. The things y'all are talking about oh right now. Gosh. Like, I mean, like, cool, you know, like, it makes me feel more comfortable, especially a lot of them being, like, PTs. It's like, oh, okay, like, I guess, you know, it's not as, it's not as, um, you know, 
I don't want to use the word stressful, but it's not as professional, if you will, as people make it seem. Um, you know, from the outside looking in, I feel like when you're in an environment, again, this is just like one environment, but when you're actually in the environment, you get to know people, like everybody's like going through different things, you know, everybody has their own personality. And so I think it's cool to just really get in there and see, wow, like people are actually just people, you know? Like, mm-hmm. So. I was going to say, kind of going off of that, I feel like it's almost more of an internal battle if you're having like thoughts about like how to balance how much of yourself to balance Mm -hmm. Um, because like zooming out really if you like are to start a new job and like go into the office like you know it's kind of like that scene from a movie where like the the main character is like looking around and like learning about all the characters and all the different personalities that there are in the office Mm -hmm. and they have somebody like telling them about it yeah that's because all the characters like have a different personality and they all show up and bring their different personality to the workplace and like they're still there they still like work they still bring their personality to the workplace it's not like everybody there has the same personality so i feel like it's a little bit more of like an internal struggle to like find where you fit and like just find your place or make space for yourself and your personality in the workplace so yeah definitely just reading the room and i know for me the way i i going forward in my life i'm gonna bring my personality and i'm gonna do my job well and like that's it because i mean we kind of talked about it earlier with like hair and piercings and tattoos and all that. If you do your job well, like you can, you can be whoever you want to be, you know, yeah. as long as you get the job done, you know? So uh, that's kind of how I look at it. I love it. Yeah. So on that same wave of like personality, talking about kind of like, I feel like everybody now is like some form of an influencer. Mm-hmm. If not, they will be in a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like <laughs> talking about how you should go about including your personal, your personal like social media presence in interviews or in your applications, how much of your personal ventures, like how much, I mean, obviously I think for you, like PT, like is mm-hmm. great. Like that's your personal venture. Like that totally aligns with like your trajectory. Um, and it makes sense. Right. But sometimes people are like very interested in just in different things. Like you could be a finance person, be really interested in, I don't know, like Pokemon cards, mm-hmm. like, but maybe it's like this very cool thing that you've cultivated. Do you include that in an application because it's unrelated? Because there are so many companies that are like, we want to get to know you, right. but also you don't want to give them like real information. You want to be concise. Right, you don't want right, to waste right. their time with stuff that they don't care about. I think as far as, like resumes in particular, it needs to pertain to that job. I think, you know, we're all taught that um, in high school, college, like your resume should be directly for, like you literally will change your resume based off the job you're applying to. So I feel like resume wise, like it should be directly, uh, directly, you know, for that job, you know, very concise. As far as like an interview, for example, um, I feel like that kind of just has to come up naturally. Um, like I was in an inter- interview um, a couple weeks ago and like like poker came up and like I'm not a big poker guy it wasn't poker it was uh well it was poker and then I worked off of that saying oh I like blackjack and then you know conversations like like, oh we got we have a mutual interest you know Mm -hmm. so I think that kind of stuff has to come up more organically somehow some way it doesn't always happen but for you to just kind of throw that in there (laughs) randomly it's kind of it might might be a little off-putting to some people um I know right here I mean you talk about your ventures your personal ventures like, I mean, for me, exam- for example, like, I have um, my health page, and I definitely have brought that up in interviews, like, at PT clinics, because it's, like, it's health-related, like, I, it's, 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 you know, movement-based, so it's very, um, 
it definitely pertains to you know the job I'm applying to. So I think ultimately, if it pertains to what you're applying to, like I definitely think you should bring it up. Yeah, I agree. I've done the same thing in interviews or just honestly in like cover letters that I've written. I'll talk about like because obviously I'm very interested in entertainment and media yeah. and content and. I do a lot of that, like personally, like on the side. Obviously, right. I have this podcast. Um, I'm a YouTube channel. I've definitely brought that kind of stuff up because it's something that can also showcase your skills and showcase your understanding of what it is that you're trying to do. Yeah, it's it's in you know everything you've brought up. I mean, that pertains to what you want to do ultimately or the field you're in. And so, I definitely think it's a great thing to do. I mean, and it shows that yeah, you're not just doing this job. Like you're doing other things. Yeah. So like you're you know more well-rounded for sure wow so, lots of information lots of information lots hey of information. hope you had a notepad to write down those tips those two tips two tips very have, big takeaways I, I have a third but i don't i don't know a very it's big takeaways <laughs> yeah so thanks so much grant for joining of course thank you this for having episode me. of don't quote me on that it was yes. so fun truly do you have any socials? You talked a little bit about your health page. And I, I know do. you have a pod. What I would do. you like to plug? I do. Uh, so I'll, I'll put out three things. First one is the my personal Instagram. Two, oh. two underscores. Yeah. Two underscores. Grant Dunn, D-U-N-N, one underscore. Very straightforward. Health page, health Dunn, D-U-N-N, right underscore. Check that one out. Lots of good information there. And the podcast called I Got Something to Say. It's on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, all that. Um, that's about it though, bro. Very Sick. iconic. Yes, everything that Grant just said will be linked in the show notes. So if you want to connect with him further, feel free to find him there. Yes, He'll be there. Yes, ma'am. Giving I'll more tips. There. So. Tip number three on the way. Yes. Very soon. Thanks again, y'all. Peace. there you have it everybody i hope you enjoyed if you did make sure to give this podcast a rating and or review for all my listeners over on apple music i see you or apple podcasts and for my spotify peeps a follow for don't quote me on that does just as well if you want to keep up on all the latest episodes and speaking of following be sure to connect with me and don't quote me on that over on the podcast instagram at don't quote me pod which is what is it it's always linked yes in the show notes along with my personal instagram at maria and cage if you're curious and you want to connect with me individually you can do that there you could be featured or tell us what you'd like to see in future episodes tell me what you think about professionalism in the workplace just don't quote me on it thanks for listening and you bet i'll be back next week